going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. My name is Grayson Maxwell. I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. This is episode 243, where we're talking about Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, and Sweet Girl, which is a Netflix original. Gentlemen, how are you this week? How, how's, how's everything? I'm doing okay. I'm great. COVID is great. Life with COVID is great. Chris got the vid, bro. Re- Chris got re- the vid, bro. It's a, re- it's a regular sitcom over here. Cue the, uh, cue the full house music. Mm. You want me to actually do that? I can. No, no, no. Don't talk to that. I think we get sued. How do you feel over there, Chris? You're like, we're one of the few people I actually know that actually has COVID, actually has gotten COVID. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's been me and my, me and my older daughter. We both have, have the vid. So we're isolated in a little room in our house while my wife and my other daughter, they get the run the rest of the house and pretend like we don't exist. It's great. So. <laughs> like you don't feed you like zoo animals. They're do, they, having, do, they, uh, like, do they like open the door and put food in and then shut the door real quick without even looking at you? That'd be they're weird. having a great time. <laughs> Interesting. And, and, they're, and they're not worried about... Wait, are you insinuating that you're not having a great time, Chris? I, I hate everything right now. But <laughs> it's fine. Well, Chris, I will say you missed a good movie this week. I know, I know. Shang-Chi is, is, is quite a good Marvel movie. I'm very happy for that. Roger and I will the, have fun talking about that later. The way you said that, it's a little racist, right? Nope. Nope. That's how he says it. That's, oh, all right. See, that's I why I've seen the movie. The See, movie explains is, it to you. They explain that in the movie. It's not Shang, it's Shang. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Huh. See, but it's, but I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for you, Chris, because that's actually kind of a funny moment. I yes. am uneducated. Mm-hmm. What else have you been up to, Chris? How have you been keeping your time occupied? What have you been up to? So my days have gone by extremely fast, which has been odd. So that that's the one thing to say about this. My days fly by because I, I don't know. I, I sleep a lot. I'm out of it a lot. And it's just it's all flying by, at least, because it's I thought. Well, God damn, I didn't know you went to college with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I sleep a lot. Kind of drunk all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, so luckily it's at least gone by quickly, but it's I'm definitely ready to feel better. My generally unhealthy lifestyle has finally caught up with me. Are you uh are you able to like catch up on some on some backlog of games? See, that's the one thing that like, you know, I really can't catch up on right now with work, but I'm looking forward to when the show ends before another one starts. I just have a month of just I want to catch up on some games, which actually means with how long games are today, like it means realistically, I'm going to play one game and then. Well, so you know, you'd think that that'd be awesome, right? Oh, I'm going to be stuck in my room for ten days. I'm going to play some video games and have a have a great little mini vacation. I've had the weirdest brain fog this entire time. I spent the first five days basically just coming in and out of sleep and not able to concentrate on anything. It's That's been tough. it's been strange. The last couple of days, it's cleared up a little bit. I've been able to like get back into like some stuff and I've watched a lot of uh, series with my daughter. We've, we've hung out a lot, so that's been kind of cool, but no, I haven't really got to play anything. And that's just because I've been so like weird, like just my brain's just been so fogged up. It's been a strange experience. Well, we certainly hope you have a speedy recovery. You and your daughter, Roger, how have you been this week? My friend, what are you up to? My daughter, Roger. What? Yes. I just said it really quick. I didn't mean, no, stop. Okay. Yes. Roger, how have you been, man? What, what's what's going on? What's new in your life this week? Things are good for me, brah. Things are good I for Roger. I got some video games, you know, hanging out. I watched the USA soccer team rally from a one nothing deficit and throw up four goals in the second half. 
Yes, that was speaking, good times. Speaking of soccer, did you get caught up on Ted Lasso? Of course I did. Oh, man. What? Two good episodes right in a row, man. Two Jeez. very serious episodes for Ted Lasso standards. Oh, so. I, I, those episodes where we finally get more of an insight into Ted's life. I love those episodes. You never, it's so much darker and so much more open and vulnerable. Ted is anyway, and it's kind of intense. And I have a really bad feeling that Coach Beard isn't going to make that film session at 8.30 the next morning. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like they, they do such a good job of giving you something to think about before the next episode. Like, oh, my God, is this – what is this person doing? Um, I really enjoyed – I thought the – maybe my favorite – my entire favorite moment of this season so far is when you finally find out why Jamie Tart is the way Jamie Tart is. Dude, when he hits oh. him in the fucking face – I love those camera angles that uses like it really like almost for for, for like a, a few seconds it uses those like what do you, those those born camera shots where it's like right and it's like it's like handheld and like super wavy camera I love that and then of course he gets the hug from Roy Kent his new surrogate father figure Roy Kent oh my goodness just what an amazing show yeah. every every week they just they they every week Ted Lasso brings its A game to the table, which I cannot say about even Game of Thrones. Were there were several weeks where that was not the case, but Ted Lasso every week it, it brings it brings its A game to the table, and I just I I, I appreciate it so much. I, I love it. I, every episode. I'm very upset when it ends. I'm very sad. You should punch your TV. No, I'm not going to do that. Do it. Express <laughs> your anger physically against the television. Here, okay, I've I have a monitor right 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 next to me. Here 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 we go. Here we go. Listen listen. There, I just punched my monitor. I hope when you turn it on, there's just a just a crack, <laughs> like an LED like bleed. Um, did you love when Roy re- was sat down by Phoebe's teacher? Yes, Phoebe was cussing too much, and she's like, she's trying to talk, she's trying to like play it nice and be like, we think she's getting influence from someone at home. Then Roy says the f word, and she's like, just stares at him. She stares like, at him. He goes, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, boy, can we get ice cream? Fuck no. And they looks at the teacher and says, "No." F, F, F no. <laughs> Roy Kent is is a tre- he's as much a treasure as Ted Lasso is in that show. I want forty seasons of the Roy Kent show. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Well, that's progressing along. How many? That's that was what seven, episode that's seven eight. or eight. That's so. Eight. There's, so there's only going to be probably like what two one or two or, more. Yeah. yeah, two more at the most. Maybe just one, but. They they had a pretty tough loss in the semifinals, man. They got that was kicked by Manchester City. So. Oh, I was wondering how that was going to play out, but I'm glad that I'm glad it was a double loss for them. Well, for Jamie at least, it was a loss to Man U, his his, his old team that he came back from, or that he left to come back to Richmond after. Well, well, he left Man City to go to the show, and then after the show, Man City wouldn't take him back. Nope. right? Yeah, that's how it went. Okay, um, but the, the the whole dad thing was just. I saw that happening from like the beginning of the episode. I th- I, I kind of saw that whatever going with that, and man, just amazing. Loved it every second of it. Chris, when are you gonna start watching Ted Lasso, my friend? I have so many things to watch. <laughs> I don't have time for. But none of none of them show. none of them as good as Ted Lasso. I mean, you guys talk it up a lot. Don't get me wrong. Do you hate Joy? I I do hate Joy. <laughs> well, damn. Maybe it's, it's really maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's not for you. I don't know how to say that, but shut up. Okay. 
All right, gentlemen, this is episode 243 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema with Poach each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean. That's New York time, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and the movies of the week. Without further ado, allow us to jump into the box. Allow us. Why did I say that? All right, number one is a surprise to nobody. Shang-Chi holds on to the number one spot. 35.8 million domestic, bringing it worldwide to 257. That's not too shabby. Starting to, to, to look like a Marvel number right there. And I think, Roger and Chris, you guys will be happy with Free Guy bringing in an additional 5.8 million domestic, but bracing it worldwide to 276. Good. Talk about a great success story in that one. Free right. Guy rules. Go Free on. Free Guy is great. Malignant, which came out this weekend, and as a note on Malignant, is available theatrically and HBO Max. 5.6 million domestic, bringing its worldwide to, I think, a somewhat disappointing 15, 15.07 million. I say that because James Wan made it, who he's he's had his hands in a lot of horror movies, which include... Saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Saw, I mean, and all of the Conjuring and the Annabelle, he's had his hands in quite a bit. So I'm, I'm surprised his name didn't do better. Uh, in a small man. movie called Aquaman. Yeah, oh yeah, small movie. You, small, you small indie film. Who's whose star? <laughs> whose star is actually in the movie we're going to talk about today? Yep. Candyman number four, four point eight million. Not Candyland. No, Candyman. Candyman. Weird. Just to uh, clear up any confusion you might have, worldwide this one's surely slowed down. Fifty nine. Worldwide, just under sixty. And uh, if you want to check out our discussion last week, we had. My direct boss on the show I'm working on, Brittany Fernandez, on the show. We all got to talk about Candyman. And number five, Jungle Cruise. Roger, I can't believe uh, you're still employed. Yeah, thank right. you. It's quite a disappointment, actually. <laughs> Why is it? You're such a mean person. Jungle Cruise, number five, 2.5 million domestic, 196.8 worldwide. Oh, I wish, wish that movie get pushed out by something. Jeez Louise. And somebody any, tried to tell me that movie was good again. It's did, not. Did you, punch him, did you punch them directly in the face? No. Should have. No, no, I don't think you should have, but so violent. You're not me. We're different people. That is very true. All right, let's take a look at upcoming <laughs> releases. I don't think there's much of a shakeup yet. Uh, this past weekend, Malignant and I Cannot Find Queen Pins anywhere have no. was scheduled to come out. Mm. Next, September 17th, next Friday, Cry Macho. Everyone's talking about Jamie. The eyes of Tammy Faye. Those last two are separate. And it's important to note that everyone's talking about Jamie. Is Everybody's talking about the two eyes of Jamie Faye. <laughs> no, that's no. not even a little bit. Tammy no. Faye? Oh. We end September with Dear Evan Hansen, which I am so excited for this movie. I saw the trailer and wept like a little little girl. I'm super excited that it's got horrific reviews. Does it, does it already? Yes. <laughs> It premiered a couple of nights ago. Damn it. Oh, well. October 1st, coming strong. The Adams Family 2, theatrically, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania on Amazon, The Many Saints of Newark, and Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, we're right. Venom got pushed up a few weeks. So Venom now yeah, they October sliced, 1. Yeah, they slid that back up a little bit. I don't know why they're moving Venom around. <laughs> I think maybe that... They're worried about another shutdown coming with the cold and, you know, everything that, you know, Chris is living proof that that's still a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, they, uh, like right before we kicked off the show, you know, we talked uh, in our little, you know, I guess show prep <laughs> joke session that we have. 
at um, Disney released about an hour and a half ago at this point that all the rest of their movies are theater only for the rest of the year. So that's well. See, that's the interesting choice. See, let's take two minutes to talk about that. Given the fact that we are going into a somewhat iffy another fall because you know fall brings with it you know the cold season, flu season, which is you know very similar to COVID, um, the symptoms. So for Disney to say that, you, you'd almost think they would, they would have said the opposite. But um, that's interesting that they said that. So perhaps, I mean, the, the obvious takeaway from that is maybe they're not seeing the return on the $30, $30 pop per movie in, in investment that they wanted to see. You think I mean, that's I a possibility? I, I don't know. I don't know what they're in game. Like, I wouldn't even know why you'd make that announcement instead of just kind of playing it one at a time. Yeah. Or even just, even if that's their plan, not even announcing it, just doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let people figure out. Yeah. You, know, like you didn't have to announce it. You just let each movie come and be like, hey, we're going to put this one on, you know, Disney Plus and, you know, theatrically. And then the next one a couple of weeks later, or a month later, or however long, and be like, hey, this one is just in home or yeah. in theater, you know? Maybe they're seeing the metrics of, you know, people watching. We've talked about a couple of kids' movies lately on there. Maybe they're seeing, you know, my friend Bobby, he's saying his son still watches Vivo four or five times a week. So maybe they're seeing those numbers and like, well, maybe if, if it wasn't one, you know, maybe if it was in the theater, they have to go see it every every Saturday and Sunday. They have to go see Vivo to keep him quiet. So maybe, maybe that's why. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to speculate here. I'm trying to come up with a reason for what doing what they're doing. But who knows? Do you guys have any, any insight into that one? Nope. Chris, your daughter is upset Chris, that that's Chris happening. Partying. I'll be RB. BRB. <laughs> All right, Roger. And then at October 8th, we have the No Time to Die, which is how long, Roger? Uh, apparently, it's 163 or so minutes long. That's just shy of three hours. Dude, that's four days long. <laughs> four <laughs> days. <laughs> and then October 15th, Halloween Kills, The Last Duel. October 22nd, Dune, Roger. They're finally going to give it to you, those cowards. Ron's gone wrong. September, oh, sorry, October 29th, last night in Soho. November starting off strong with Eternals. And then the 12th is Red Notice, a trailer we're going to talk about today. That is a Netflix original. So hmm. that's uh, mm. not too that's not too far in the in the near future for releases. What do you do you think COVID is actually going to make a comeback this and change release dates, or we're going to see everything stay where it is? Yeah, I mean, I can't change it either way, so whatever. I kind of think we're going to see some kind of a shakeup, but I mean, I don't, I mean, lessons were learned last year. So we're going to see if they, if studios learn the lesson or it's just cheaper to keep doing what they're doing. So, all right, let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Hulu. Number one. Springs? Yeah. Well, obviously you should watch Palm Springs. Palm Springs is a 10. Uh, Logan by director James Mangold, Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keene, Boyd Holbrook came out in 2017. That is a swan song for Wolverine. That is a damn good movie. Amazing movie. It is incredible. Number two, The Social Network by director David Fincher, Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, Rooney Mara, Joseph Mazzello, Army Hammer, Josh Pence, Max Minghella, 2010, famously, of course, directed by Fincher. And that won Best Picture that year, didn't it? Yes. Yes, it Wait, did. did it win? I was nominated. Yeah, my, my my win is a little hazy at this point, but all right. And the upside, Roger, we really like this one by Neil Berger. 
Uh, Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston, Nicole Kidman, Tate Donovan, 2017. Yeah, it's a good movie. I remember really enjoying that one. It's pretty strong. I mean, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart are a pretty good duo. I really like them. All right, gentlemen, let's take a look at some trailers. We have four to talk about today. The Colony. What say you? No? I mean, the only reason... That's my official review of that trailer. That's what I wanted, because I like Ian Glenn. He is so good from Game of Thrones. He... To me, that like he was in this. This trailer was so dark, I couldn't tell. Wait, you know what? I should have assumed all the Game of Thrones people were in it then, because it was so dark I couldn't see. (laughs) Wow, that's a love. I love that. Burn, burn, burn. I don't know. This trailer looks like a bad BBC film. I don't know. Bad is the right. I mean, I I do. They're trying to repopulate, but for some reason they cannot. And there's, you know, they're trying to get people in that will repopulate. And it's there's. What did you say that it was, Chris? The what? Clavo and movie. Children of Men. Yeah, Children of Men is what it looks like. Yeah, Children of Men. There we go. I I mean, BBC or not, it looks it, it looks okay. I don't really have any strong feelings to watch it. I don't have any strong feelings not to watch it. It all depends on what service it comes out on and availability at the time. So, but I won't say no to it. I just, I don't, I don't think we're going to see it anytime past it. I don't, it's going to come out as a whimper and then go away silently. So not to sidetrack anything, but, uh, my three-year-old wanted it in this room. That's why you guys heard her screaming. Okay, cool. So we locked from the inside, right? While on the outside, there's child safety locks. Our three-year-old, in spite of us, locked us in the room. Nice. Cool. Good. <laughs> so you live there now? <laughs> <laughs> she is diabolical already. Chris, three, your week Chris. is getting so much better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Amazing, um, amazing. Your daughter is a is a is a diabolical someone is the true alpha. <laughs> I love I love my kids. My three year old's a dick. All right. Mm. Now let's talk about Red Notice. This one is a Netflix original with Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Wonder Woman herself, Gal Gadot. How much do you think this movie cost? I bet you 150. Man. You, 75 of that's the rock alone, right? Uh, I mean I, I don't think so, but I mean that's that's. But I bet you made a lot of money for this. Oh, I'm sure he so, did. Uh, one real problem I have with this trailer is a man uses a rocket launcher to track on to another man. I've played enough Call of Duty to know that there's a rocket launchers that do that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Fact check by video game. Love it. I don't know if rocket launchers do, do that or not. I don't. I, I've actually seen that done in some movies, so, so I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's this trailer, but this movie kind of creeps me out. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not into this one so far. The Rock's character just seems kind of like, like, I don't know, skeezy uncle kind of feeling, and I don't like it. And, I, and I'm a big fan of Dwayne Johnson. I bet or, he plays The Rock, and I bet or is he just playing The Rock again? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And there we go. We'll move along from there. I don't know. Something about this one just I don't like it. I just it just kind of I don't know why they snuck up with us on this one. You know, it's only been out for uh, two weeks. The trailer I think it's only been out for. Two they don't weeks, usually two put out. their trailers out too far in advance of their actual movie drops, though. So it's true. It's I mean, true. when we got the teaser, whatever, like two months ago, that was actually kind of surprising at the time. <laughs> so I'm good with whatever they give us. I know I mean, we're gonna have to watch it, so I just hope it doesn't suck. That's huge star power, and of course, of course, when they're when they're him and the Rock and Ryan Reynolds are like kind of like weird fighting in front of a big church like stained glass window. Of course. One of them tackles the other one right out of it. Of course, that's coming. We've seen that happen an awful lot lately. Yeah, once or twice. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I just, I'm really kind of, 
I've, I started off because if you remember, Rod, when we talked about Bright, we were really excited for like Netflix putting money into Netflix content. Yes. These, you know, these, these big budget movies. Bright cost $90 million. And, but Bright wasn't bad. You know, Bright was okay. It was serviceable. You know, we're getting the sequel. And so, yeah, whatever happened to Bright 2? No, I, I know that's still on the thing. I know that the one guy keeps tweeting about it. The other, not Will Smith, but the other guy keeps tweeting about it. Joel um, Edgerton? Yeah, I think it's Edgerton. Yeah, it is. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. But we were – we early in our Netflix, we started like divvied off part of the show to Netflix. It, like we watched some great ones. You know, there's that one. There's The Highwaymen, which was which was really good. There's several of them that we really like. You know, what was that? Mudbound, which you, you can't watch. Mudbound's this. fantastic movie. But Super it's, depressing. <laughs> Super, it's such a slog, <laughs> but it's a damn good movie. Um, and we've seen, you know, Roma, we've seen it was, you know, that was Best Picture winner or nominated. No, that was Best Foreign Picture, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. There, there was a big debacle around Roma. But we've seen some good ones. Now, Red Notice, we're going to talk about one today. I think kind of it suffers from being at Netflix. And I, I have my theories behind it. But I think Red Notice is going to follow the same kind of suffering, unfortunately. But I'll get more into that when we get to Sweet Girl. Let's talk about the Matrix Resurrections, which is this a joke? You don't know who I am, and then am he I punches being... the guy so hard the fucking building explodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. The first time I was watching this, I was like, "Is this a joke? Is this a tra- is this a real trailer or someone just sure is real?" And I'm is here it, for it. What about this says Matrix to you? Everything? Uh, yeah, what do you no, mean? No, 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 no. You take away the green. You take away Keanu. What else is there that says Matrix about this? I don't know. The guy that they have playing young Morpheus, you know, and, yeah, which is Candyman, by the way. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, this isn't what I expected. The res- Matrix. I mean, again, not that I have to be right all the time. It's just, I guess I just didn't see them. The only reason, the, the only reason I'm excited for this is that it's the Wachikowskis. They're doing it. It's their movie again. So if anybody gets the story, they wrote all three of them, which the first two and three are awful. But I mean, well, they, they are. The first one is so fantastic. Yep. So, I mean, so, like, yeah. So just off, off of that point, what what happens here, you know, when they make this movie? Either A, we get a decent a decent movie in the in the Matrix franchise, or, or it's bad and the first one's still a masterpiece, right? So it doesn't really hurt us by getting this movie. Sure. No, it doesn't hurt it at all, but it's just... It'll be disappointing if it's not if it's not great. Only because like you said a point that I want to I want to make sure that you know is a thing was the, the 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 original people are doing it again. Yes. So this hasn't been handed off, which I I, I appreciate a whole lot. So I'm I'm excited to see where that part of it goes. But I don't nothing about this has me excited outside of the original people, the original directors, the Wachikowskis being part of this. Well, I mean, it did take them 10 years to make it. So, you know, I guess you could be a little, you know, a little humdrum about it taking Dude, so long and not being as hyped about it, but it could still 10 be years? a cool-ass the movie. one was in 2004. Like 20 years. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, well, my 17 bad. years. 10 plus years, whatever. Do you think we're going to see uh, Lawrence Fishburne? No. Mm, I don't think so. But why would they bring? I don't understand. Why would they bring Trinity back and 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 Neo, but not Lawrence Fishburne? Well, maybe. I mean, I'm sure we might find that out. So, yeah, and maybe he didn't want to come back. True. Oh no, no, he did. He 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 did the whole David Hayes let's, thing. Where let's focus on Neo fighting Young Morpheus <laughs> and punching, catching his fist and punching him so hard the building exploded. 
Come on, dude. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Well, that's I, I guess that's Matrixy. If I mean, if if there are things in there, Matrixy, that's one of them. I mean, the part where like the the one woman is jumping from building to building and she's hitting it so hard the building's breaking, but she's just casually like bouncing off of it. You yeah, know, I think can, that's yeah. pretty incredible. Or when he's catching the bullets. Come on, man. That's awesome. I mean, the Matrix is just a GTA game with cheat codes, right? It really yes. I mean, yes, okay. it, it yeah. is. I mean, the blue pill's in there, the red pill. If you have not seen the tr- the poster yet, you should check that out on our social media. It's uh, it's kind of a sweet poster. It's just a it's all white that has the, the red pill and the blue pill, and it says December twenty twenty one. So that's a pretty sweet poster, though. Uh, it's on our it's on our social media. If you want to check that out, I think it's a good trailer. I really do. I yeah, think I, the opposite, but it's funny how you and I have very different opinions about that. I, know, yeah, I, I, I have You're no normally wrong. I, I'm so. not though. <laughs> Dang. Mm. Mm, indeed. Mm. Uh, Chris, weigh, weigh in. What say you? Uh, I just, I, I think the trailer is good enough. It wasn't anything spectacular. But he thinks the trailer enough. fucking owns Grayson. No, I think he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> say that. He the trailer's that. fine. I don't think it's, you know, huge or, you know, it did what it's supposed to do. It showed you enough of the Matrix to make you excited for it and then showed you some cool new stuff. So. Actually, all, all jokes aside, I hope they make no other trailers for it. Just oh God, that. please. Yep. Well, no, yep. listen, I, I, I've been on this board for a while. Like, a movie should never have more than two trailers. And I think one should be like a, a minute-long teaser. And that's yep. it. You yeah, it. I agree. I don't want it. you giving away parts of the movie. I don't want... Like, the Spider-Man Far... Or the, the newest Spider-Man, the No Way Home one. I think it's an incredible trailer, right? I don't want to see any more of it. I just want that. And that if that's not good enough to tide you over until the movie comes out, too fucking bad. Deal with it. But it's not. It's it, it's the studio that decides. It's not. But again, but like they don't have to. I'm telling you, for all the, listen for the billions of people that listen to my voice every month. Thank you. <laughs> billions. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Thank you. So just a quick. Do you think I overinflated our audience by a tad? I, th- I think just, a little just, bit. Just, but that's just, okay, just a quick. Just a quick side about the um the far from home uh, situation, just because it was brought up. There is talks of the Doctor that, Strange. That trailer's a fake out. Well, not 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 exactly, but uh, Doctor Strange that we see in the trailer isn't Doctor Strange. That is somebody else. Wait, is there really rumors going around like that? There is because Whoa. it's actually possible. So there's all kinds right. of rumors going around about that movie that it's supposed well, to be just an insane wild es- ride. Especially after Shang Chi, which you didn't see, Chris, but I can see the possibilities now because that opens up a little bit of them. Anybody that knows who doesn't know who Mephisto is, you should look into it because that could be a lot of stuff that's happening in that specific movie. Is Mephisto one of the people in this movie, Roger? Is that the no. green? The green? Okay, never mind. Okay. I thought that one might, might have been the green creature that was kind of hawkish, but no, okay, okay. Uh, and let's talk about Mephisto is basically the devil, bruh. Yeah. Short version. Yeah. I, I Why would I make that up? And let's talk about <laughs> and let's talk about Moonfall. One last yes, trailer for the day. Let's talk about Moonfall. Roger, why don't you take over this discussion? Uh, listen, first, first off, the moon falls out of the sky. Yes, we deserve it. <laughs> We finally, it. finally, all the things that we deserved are finally coming home. You mean humanity deserves this? Or, yes. Yeah, humanity definitely deserves this. Um, yeah, I, it, it looks like a it looks like a trailer. That's what I'll. I mean, it. listen, it's from disaster movie extraordinaire maker Roland Emmerich. So Which he's either a hit or a miss. Yeah, that's right. His track record is all over the place. Okay, um, but you know what we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot of you know 
CGI, a lot of broken physics rules, and, <laughs> you know, the moon's going to fall out of the sky. So, yes. <laughs> Other than that, you know, I'm good with that. Also, I want no more trailers. I just yeah, want the I, disaster, I, 100, you know, the one minute, 25 second trailer, the moon crashing and stuff. Cool. I kind of agree with the whole, you're right about the trailers. Do one, do one teaser if the movie's big enough, and then one trailer. But you also don't need trailers like seven months before the movie comes out either. Well, listen, that's when you put out the teaser. That's it. Yeah, because it used to be, even when I was young, you were young, that's, Roger. And the, then 60 days out from the movie release, you get a trailer. That's because it. Because they used to do like a, they used to do a teaser for all the summer movies in like the, the October, November, December rush. Yep. And then, and then of course, for the, those movies, they would do them in the dead of summer. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know why that's changed at, at all, but that was a good way to do it. It was also a good way to get people to see those big summer movies and big um, holiday movies was to get them to see the trailers for the big stuff coming out. Yep. But that was also in, during days when like trailers weren't everywhere online and online wasn't nearly as sophisticated as today. And that's all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's really part of it is because one commercials are a real problem for trailers because the week, the two weeks leading up to most big movies, you get bombarded with the, the thirty or the thirty second or one minute cut of that movie's commercial trailer, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, that's that's a problem, especially when you have like six trailers sometimes. Do you think it even puts people off of the movie? Like, we're gonna see it, and then like, no, I don't want to see this anymore. Well, I mean, it's different for us because we watch a lot of stuff. But you know, I'll be honest we watch more trailers than most people do anyway. So there's so many times when I see something, I'm just like, Oh yeah, I saw that trailer like, you know, three months ago. People are like, I've never heard of it. Well, lucky you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are people who aren't into movies like we are. They don't, they, they, they may not seek out trailers like we do. Well, so, I mean, that was the, so when I went and saw, uh, Shang-Chi, um, the only trailer that I hadn't seen was the Moonfall trailer. You know what I mean, and that's kind of disappointing for me. Wait a minute, you that that was on that was on Shang Chi. Yes, I don't remember that. Moonfall is a Netflix movie. No, it's not. Are you sure it's not? Maybe I'm. Oh, yes. I, I'm thinking of the YouTube logo. Okay, I'm thinking of the YouTube logo. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, that's the only one that I didn't see or hadn't seen before. And like that used to be a big deal. You could watch, you know, go see a big time release, and that would be part of it. Yeah, it's 2022. Okay, yeah, okay, never mind. I saw. I was thinking of the YouTube logo. I'm thinking it was Netflix. No, it, 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 it's it's not Netflix. That is Roland Emmerich. Um, yeah, that is is there is there his usual cast as well? I didn't nope. see. I didn't get the real look. No, at Halle that. Berry, Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, Michael Pena, so no. Donald Donald Sutherland, Charlie Plummer. It's a it's Man, a decent cast. Donald Sutherland now. He's got to be up there. Um, you know, speaking of Donald Sutherland, Roger, because we talked about it, I just watched Horrible Bosses this week again. <laughs> that movie is so goddamn funny. I Oh, my goodness. You're, 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 you're right about the – hey, guys, I'm going to go pee because I stored up an enormously amount of <laughs> – That movie is so funny. I think I need to use the restroom. Colin, Colin oh, yes. Farrell is just priceless in that movie. Yes. All right, back to what we were talking about. Uh, okay, so, yeah, Moonfall looks interesting. I like those movies where – I mean, look. If someone's going to do it, it might as well be Roland Emmerich, right? I mean, he sure. does those well, movies. I mean, listen, that's what he does. Yeah. He's made some weird choices in the recent past. but All right, Roger and Chris, let's talk about, let's talk about the Netflix original Sweet Girl. 
All right. All right. Let me get the particulars out the way. All right. This movie's riveting. <laughs> Sweet Girl is a Netflix exclusive. Came out August 20th. Jason Momoa, Isabel Merced. If you don't know who the Isabel is by name, she was Dora the Explorer. Explorer bro. She was uh, – what's the movie with Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne? Um, Instant Family. Instant Family. She's been in a ton of stuff. She's excellent. She's much better than Jason Momoa. Um, Manuel Garzo Rolfo, Raza Joffrey, Adriana Giorzo, Justin Bertha, which I loved, and Marissa Tomei. Let's get into it. Roger, tell us what Sweet Girl's about. Um, well, shit, that's tough because for a while I didn't know what Sweet Girl was no, about. Do it. I mean, here's the thing about Sweet Girl is it it has a couple of M Night Shyamalan level twists that I don't think the movie earns. No, it doesn't earn anything because some of those twists are actually pretty powerful with in within the right narrative, and the movie leading up to it, it's like what. You gave me you 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 gave me a great icing on a turd cake, oh my goodness! So that's just how I feel about. It. So just take take some some of that broader best you can. So Sweet Girl is a basically a revenge movie about um, a big farmer bro that ends up taking a experimental drug that was being very successful, taking it off the market right before it could have helped out quite a few people dying of cancer. And uh, it's the revenge story of that guy and some other people getting their just desserts. How's that? Yeah, that's 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 good. Mm. Uh, Chris, do you do disagree with that? No, I mean uh, on the surface, that's what that that's what this movie is. But uh, underneath, as you start digging in, you get shittier and shittier. But it's fine. Uh, I watched because of this movie, and I wa- I watched Social Network also this week. I was like, is everyone just a big pile of shit? Because like every character in this movie also turned out to be kind of a big pile of shit too. Uh, okay, so we have just Jason Momoa. That if you've seen a movie or a huge TV show in the past couple of years, you know who he is. Of course, Aquaman, and he was called Drago in Game of Thrones. He is a hulking. How 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 big is he? How how tall is he? Uh, I don't know. He's a big guy. He's got to be like six five. He's huge. He's massive. This was shot in Pittsburgh, and a lot of people. I remember seeing a lot of pictures on Facebook of the of the crew in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh that I know and I'm very, still very close with about and some of these guys that I know are tall and he just towered over them. He's six the, foot four. He's well, that's tall. That's still massive. I'm five seven. He's almost a whole foot taller than I am. I was so, just answering your question. All right. So he is he also looks like a guy who would rip your face off and not think twice about it. Which actually I think fits the character well. Uh, because he gets into a lot of scrapes in this one. That's you know part of the conversation, though. But they are a family. He, uh, we have Momoa. We have we have the family unit whose mom, the wife, falls ill to cancer. They have hope, and then hope is yanked away from them when their their drug that they want they're they're pinning all their hopes on Sparrow has been pulled from the shelf by the big pharmaceutical company who has bribed and paid someone to take it off the shelf because they didn't want to release their product. They didn't want a generic product out there. And of course, now, if they're doing an interview, what's the likelihood that Momoa's character would call in and actually get to talk to the people on air? 100%. You think so? Oh, wait, no, no, not at all. Zero, zero. Well, <laughs> I think there's a, there's, a, there's a decent percentage, but until he started talking about if my wife dies, that's your fate, I'm like, okay, we got we to cut this guy off right now. But, I mean, they let him go a little too far, I think. But, I mean, for dramatic purposes, of course, right? Yeah. That's why we assumed he did. Okay. So I actually kind of found that was 
I kind of found that was endearing only because I've had my own face-to-face interaction with that, dealing with my brother and a doctor. And it's, I got to say in the right moment, the right time, emotional, I don't fault the person for, for, for doing saying or, or anything like that. I I really don't. No, I get that. That's yeah. That I don't have a problem with. I do honestly have a problem. I mean, I made a joke here a while, like a couple of shit. I've made it a couple of times about how you never, um, you never ask for fan input for things you want to make. Um, also, radio shows and TV shows don't take live callers anymore most of the time. You know why? Because they – Shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why. Yeah, you can't control live. So, I mean, you can prep them. You can say not to say anything. But, man, they can – there's still wild cannons out there. Yep. Uh, a lot of shows aren't on any kind of delay anymore. It's just, you know, there's no editing time either. So, all right. So, did you guys – as far as that's concerned with the family unit, did you guys buy it? <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, to a point. Yeah. I can say to a point. I the the one person that doesn't work for me in this in this the entire movie. Well, the one person that doesn't work for me in the family unit is the is Momoa's character as yeah, well, Cooper. So I want to I want to ask a couple of questions. All right. About Cooper. What is his job? Well, he says he takes double shift. So I guess well, some some sort of a. Back. But some sort of I mean, it is in Pittsburgh, so I mean, some sort of a factory worker. I don't think they ever said no. what he does. He he has no job. No, <laughs> he has no job. We, well, well, hold 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 on, hold on a second. You mean the fact that he's doing what he's doing, so he doesn't have a job because he would be fired? Or the I mean, no, the, I don't believe he has employment. No, all. well, he, he he says he does. So why would we? Why would you take? Why would I you just, take the story at anything like that? Because I mean, like, so if you read the Netflix description of this movie it says survival expert okay did you ever get that vibe from this movie either no but he's also someone makes the someone makes the i think someone says that he's ex-military i don't i don't get that either i don't i don't get i would believe the ex-military story more than survival expert but he doesn't fight like a military guy he fights with i mean he fights with the fact that like he uses every part of his body with without any kind of tact or anything like so he what i'm saying is he's not a trained fighter so i don't buy the military aspect of it but someone does say something about ex-military one of, when they're talking about him who is this guy we need to find on the fbi that someone does say something about ex-military yeah i mean I, so, I, I, it's one of those big giant holes i don't know no i just don't buy momoa i just don't think he's good i just don't think he's a good actor but that's, i won't go so far as to say he's not a good actor but like this role for him Besides being a big Hulk and dude that's supposed to be intimidating and scary, that's it. Well, that's I know that he did vet he he did produce this, and he's the one that like brought it to life. So he must have saw something in this character that he really liked. Well, I mean, he's he's probably also trying to branch out and get in more and you know slightly varied roles, which you know you can't fault him for. No, of that's course fine. not, and I would never fault him for that either. But um, another movie that was just like this, Roger. I don't think we we weren't. This was 2010, but the next three days, a very similar movie. Russell Russell Crowe. That was in Pittsburgh as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very similar. I mean, like, Pittsburgh seems to have nothing but TV and revenge stories. So, so, is he the good guy in this movie? See, that's another question that, like, again, that's that's debatable, I think. 
I guess I guess you could see him as an anti-hero in this because he's not a good guy, but he's. I don't think he, even. I mean, I know what you mean by the anti. Like he's not a good guy. No, he's not. Right? You know, I think he, everyone he does. He he does go down the path of exposing some corruption. Yeah. Right. But I still think he's not cool, not good. <laughs> well, here's, okay, okay. Here's the thing about it, and and this is like, and I've I've been where they are with with my own mother. I don't want to get into that, but how many people like, have you killed? I, right? Not zero. Shit. I, I've I've been there where like I can't. I mean, a, a little bit of a my my mom's had some bouts with with some sickness, but I remember when my when when the doctor came in the room and was very frank with us, and he's like. You know what? You guys might have till tomorrow morning, but that's about all I think. And then my oh. brother like basically threatened him and you know almost assaulted him. And I, I get it. So I get that kind of frankness or that kind of like attitude towards you know medical people. But how many families do you think deal with? And this is just, this is a question leading into a major hole in this script that I want to I want to talk about. But I mean, there's got to be thousands, millions of families at any given time dealing with this around like any time any time of year right yeah unfortunately there's a lot of people that deal with circumstances um like like this well maybe not quite as extreme and exaggerated as movie circumstances but there are plenty of times that people can't get the medicine they need or it doesn't quite exist yet and when doctors talk to patients sometimes they have to be blunt sometimes they have to give you bad news and that's how they keep it, so they don't go insane from doing it. Oh, I don't. I so, don't disagree. I mean, hold on, hold on. One of the points the doctor makes here is when he's being threatened by Cooper. When he looks right at him, he goes, "I have to tell three other families this, and some with children. Two of them are children. Yeah, because he's like, I understand that you're pissed and having a real shit day. So are these people, and it's not my fucking. Well, no, that, that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Justin Bertha character. Oh no, he's a scumbag. Well, he's a scumbag. But, but we get to, uh, I, I don't mind that he got beat. No, no, of, of, of course you don't mind what happened to him. Happened to him, but let's talk just for a second as a writing point of view. You, you're writing, sweet girl, and you come to this interview where you have to script out this interview. What he says to the American people to the camera is, I don't think he says anything wrong. I really don't. And this is my problem with part of the story is since I've been on this side of it and I, I like to tinker and tinkle, tinkle a little bit, tinker, not tinkle, a little bit in writing, I would, I would have written that. I would have approached that very differently is what I'm trying to say is yep. I'm not – I would have – I don't know what I'm – I guess I would have approached it. The entire movie setup would have been different for me only because it's like I know that what that feels like to be angry at something you can't really do anything about nor should you but you want to, I get that part of it. Um, I don't think the movie does a good job in separating Momoa's Cooper from every other angry father in the world or in this country, at least. I don't think the movie gives us enough reason to want Cooper to get revenge. So, I mean, I've gone around about tangent, but did you guys see what I'm talking about here? Well, being as it's the whole crux of the movie, the revenge part of it, who's he getting revenge on? I mean, well, okay, so that's, that's the thing. I don't really know, right? So the, one of the real problems with this movie, one, the dialogue's atrocious. Yeah, okay. it's it's really bad. The story, the story. okay, I understand what the story is, besides past the revenge part. Oh, it's like deep wood set, uh, you know, deep throat style people, um, 
you know, backdoor meetings, you know, shelving stuff for money and blah, 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 right? The way that they have the characters present their own stories to other characters in this movie is awful. Yeah, it's, 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 but I feel like it was done all down one narrative, one narrow corridor of Cooper. Well, so, well, okay, so I think, again, that's also one of the real problems with this is because of our big twist, which, come on, man. Yeah, right. Now, listen, I'll be honest. I didn't see it coming. Well, however, no. however, it doesn't make any sense to well, me. So, you know, here's the thing, though. You not seeing it coming isn't your fault. It's well, because this movie does it in, in an underhanded way that isn't well, fair for the way Well, it's no, here's fun. the thing. Here's the thing. Well, the, the last last part of it is, though, is just because I didn't see it coming doesn't mean it was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's, that's exactly it, is the movie... The movie spends too much time trying to outwit you, the viewer, instead of putting all that energy in to a story you know, uh, to, into a story that not only makes sense but really kind of earns that twist in it. Which I'll be honest, there was a couple twists I didn't see coming, and I I, I got to say for as many rot movies as Roger and I watch, and now you, Chris, we watch tons of movies. We usually see most twists coming no, no. 20, 30 minutes before it comes. I, I I don't see how you didn't see any of this crap coming in this movie because well, besides the besides the big Cooper twist, okay, besides that one because again they cheap they they cheaply yeah that's that. garbage yes hundred percent well I mean the, the, the other ones I'm talking about are I know what you're talking about and and I don't know how you didn't see oh well, yeah well, well, no you you don't know what I'm talking here let me it's the the senator. No, well, that's no, no, I mean, no, that, that's that, that's one hundred percent. I knew that, that coming, one. Like, what no. the hell? No, 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 one hundred percent. You saw that assassin. coming from from a mile away. I mean, the assassin on the train that just yep. stabs that dude straight up. Like, I did not see that coming, and I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that it happened. And mm-hmm. as an as an addendum to that scene, I didn't see him after hulking six four of Jason Momoa slams this guy's head into the ground of the train. He gets up, walks to the door. This guy somehow gets up, finds his knife, and stabs him again. I didn't see that part coming. And for what it's worth, in the totality of the movie, I appreciate those two because I didn't see it coming. And it adds a layer of what it, it kind of adds a layer of neither did he because he doesn't see any of this coming because he's not an ex military guy. He's not, he's, he might be a survival expert, but. I mean, when you're running from people, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, I appreciated that. It didn't. I it guess just, that's why Roger, when you're like, this movie is awful. I'm like, I don't think it's terrible, but it could have done it, some things better. No, well, it's, it's not that it's awful. I'm sorry. The twist that they give you, they don't earn. the The whole crux of the movie, it's so laid out in front of you. After one point, you're like, why is this even a thing? So I mean, yeah, and I the agree, unbelievability I here is just well, so yeah. far outside the spectrum of well, anything. Well, because like I mean, like take take the way they deliver each each like each twist, not each twist, but like each like each breadcrumb they they're pulling on each plot. It's like you know, I want my revenge on this guy, and then it's like you know, they get to the said guy, you know, he gets said guy, and then it's like, well, there's this other guy involved. Oh, I'll go chase this guy gets this guy, oh, there's this other person in, like, it's, it's all this movie does. It does the same thing three times. And it's yeah, not it, good it's, any no. time. No, it's, well, that's, the whole thing, it, it all revolves around that scene on the train when the, when, when the, when the fighting stops and 
if you don't see that coming, if you don't see that there's something weird with the way they tried to edit that and put that together, then you just probably don't watch a lot of movies, period. Because they were definitely trying something right there, and I didn't know what they were trying. Um, I'm not altogether surprised by the big twist that comes. <coughs> I actually really enjoyed it. And I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't think the movie earned that twist. Um, but the way they Isabella Merced is set up, I really think that she could have done those things. You know? So, okay, so so maybe like, like I'm not taking away that that she could have done the things that, that that she actually ends up doing, right? But but the movie doesn't doesn't like you said doesn't earn that at all. They they do it in the cheapest way because they don't they don't even give you like like small like like clues like like behind the lines to kind of like like be like get your brain going and get your mind wondering on what what could actually be happening like something's off here what what's wrong they deliver a movie to you in 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 one way but then tell you later on that that movie you just watched didn't actually happen that way it's in it isn't in any way you could figure it out or any way that you can be clued into until they literally pull the carpet out from underneath you and say haha we're smart and then you know and then they carry out the rest of the movie in this new lens, which they didn't, they didn't work for. Well, they don't even carry it out in new lens. They give you like a forty-five second showing of yeah. that, which mm-hmm. is garbage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. There's so. Well, I tell you what, part of this movie gutted me was was when um this cat is so I can't control this cat at all. Oh, uh, when when they're when the mother is in the hospital and things are the most dire for her. And Moa has his Moa has his scene in the hallway where he's like you know walking and he's he's losing it, which I don't think was very well done either. It was but, not. Uh, her her little intimate scene with you know she basically just says like I was kind of almost to tears at that point because I mean if the one movie does one thing well it's the losing the mom. I mean no, not well is in no, it doesn't. I disagree. You know, no, I don't, I don't think this movie has any emotional levity at all. But. The daughter saying goodbye, that was it. That was the, I had to, I had to pause the movie and I had to pause the movie for a second because that, that broke me for like 15 seconds. I couldn't, and that, I mean, that's, that's powerful if, 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 if it can do that. So mm. I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, I like emotion. I like, you know, it's why we're all here on the earth is emotion. So Sweet Girl does a lot of things. Bad. Yeah. It focuses way too much on Jason Momoa. And I think that's a major, and I think that problem almost funnels back to every problem the movie has is too much focus on Momoa as, as a, his character is Cooper. Can I ask you guys an editing question? Sure. Sure. Did you notice towards about the three quarter mark of this movie when the, the, the female FBI agent is talking, she's got this big giant gash and bruise on her forehead. Yes. Where'd that come from? Well, when she wrecked the ambulance. Okay. Where did it go the next scene? Where did it go the next scene? (laughs) I'm not sure. At least I'm glad that somebody else noticed that. Because I was like, man, she's got that. And the very next scene, she's like running. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I know know there's a bunch of – well, that's that's, that's what a script supervisor does. The script supervisor uh, makes sure everything is looking the way it should. You know, they use whatever hand they use on a railing. They use the hand again for the next one. They're going to match it. Um, but I know they did reshoots as well, so I don't know what part of it. I wasn't on. I wasn't on Sweet Girls, so I didn't know what part of it. But I know they did small reshoots, hmm. so that could have been one of one of the editing things that they got in reshoots. So maybe in which case, yeah. 
That's, but that is a when you notice something like that, that is a big deal. Because yeah. here's the thing: that's not like a small thing to notice. It was a big thing to notice. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, I can say that I expected more out of Sweet Girl than I got. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually go so far as to say is we got what I expected from Sweet Girl. So well, it was a, when it was shooting, it was a big like they were saying this is Momoa's. This is his baby. This is like this is going to be his Oscar. I'm like, and now when I'm watching, I'm like, his Oscar. Did we? Did we? Are you guys? Now I understand things change from script to screen. I get that, but but when it was coming to when it was when it was coming to Pittsburgh, it was a big deal. It was a massive deal. So I just I don't know. I just I want to. Here's the thing. I want to like Momoa. I really do. I just don't think he's very good. I actually kind of, for once, I'll agree with you on something along that line. Um, I think Jason Momoa is not really built for drama. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't have it in him, just that everything that I've seen him being a dramatic actor in doesn't do a super great job at it so far, which actually kind of bums me out because he's got a big part in Dune that needs him to be a little bit emotional. So... We'll see how that plays. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm guessing it's not going to play well because he doesn't do emotion well, as we just saw from that. Well, I mean, if I had to bank on anything, is that Dune is going to be an infinitely better film than Sweet Girl? Sweet Girl. So <laughs> that is, uh, I boy, if it's not, I give up on movies. I just give up. Holy moly! I don't think that's going to be the case. But Sweet Girl, I will say, as we move into score, I just. I don't know. I just I like Pittsburgh, and maybe I'm a little biased towards. Well, I mean, I did like that they didn't try to say that it wasn't Pittsburgh. You know, that was some like fake town. I do want to point out something that really bothers me from being semi-local to that area: the fact that at some point it's snowing, and yet there's still a baseball game going on. What time of year is this movie set in? Oh, right. When the, when they're in the wilderness, there's like tons of snow. And then, then, we're in there, right. then when they're in the city, there's no the snow. Only, the only time frame that I can put this in is either it's very early October, probably not snowing, or very late March. Because like that March, April time, we still get snow in this area. Yeah. That's about the only time you'll be in baseball. You know what I mean? Well, it was shooting. Game. It was shooting. I think it came in October ish. But and yeah, it was. It, was it, it would have been shooting probably till. Well, October's prep. They probably would have started shooting in January, February, part of March. It's a, not a. Not a huge so, I mean, the snow I believe might be real. It's just why yeah. are we using the? Fo- There's a football field. Which, which is, yeah, but you can't jump off the roof of the football field into the river. Which I'm it's, sure that's the one reason that they had to choose PNC over. First Hines. off, I know a guy from the town that I live in that jumped off the Kameni Bridge into the <laughs> into the uh, river just to do it after a Pirates game once. So yeah. he'll be all right. <laughs> so so the, just, they did they did get a good shot of um of him coming out of him coming like driving through the tunnel. I thought that was a really good shot. Sure. Also, also. The Clemente Bridge, the big yellow bridge, the big famous bridge in Pittsburgh, is closed yeah. on all game days. Thank you. It is. It really Same. is. True. Saying. Um, also, so just one question about – I don't remember – now that I'm thinking back to it. So it's one of those movies that starts with you know someone obviously in peril and they, and they jump and then he jumps and then you want, you, you'll go back to the beginning. Let's talk about that for a second. The dialogue that yeah. the, that the oh. FBI agent uses – isn't tailored to the twist. And that's no. again, part of my problem is 
it's generic dialogue that any hostage negotiator says to any anyone in that situation. Uh, another thing that I was disappointed with was it it talks about now the twist really when you think back to the movie the twist really shouldn't be that big of a surprise because you know he talks about memories and you know is it my memory or is it my wife's memory or you know whose memory am I you know how he's seeing something might be a little different depending on maybe I shouldn't have taken shrooms before we started this <laughs> now did Whoa. that does the movie change at all if you take away that opening and closing narration no no, I don't think this, it does, and that's a problem for narration because narration is usually mo- pretty important. This movie doesn't change if you don't have the twist. That's a good. That's a very good, astute observation, Chris. This movie is the exact same if you don't do what they did with that twist and just let it continue on the way they were telling the story. It's the same goddamn movie either way. Rogers, your mind blown for a second, or do you no? Because he's not wrong. No, he's not at all. Okay, well that's. Interesting. I guess I hadn't considered that either. I didn't even think about that. Even, that's what without, me. even without the bad twist, it still would be bad. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that's what kind of irritated me the most about the twist, quote unquote, is the fact that it's like it literally changes nothing about the story and how it played out to that point and where it goes. It could have been the same movie they were telling, and they don't have to derail what they were doing with whatever the hell they thought they were clever with, because it's just. It's just a waste of time. At that well, point. they they could have just edited the the aftermath of the train fight scene a little differently, and by a little differently, I mean altering five seconds of that, and you you still have the same movie without the twist. And it's it's probably actually a better movie. It could be. All right, let's score this dumpster right. fire. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, I'll be glad to. This movie's a three, and because it's not good, the twist isn't good, the story isn't good, the dialogue is not good. Being shot in Pittsburgh is cool. Movie is bad. It's A3. <laughs> and that's what brings you people here. <laughs> that really is. Christian, what you up? No, this movie this movie's a three. Um not great acting, not not a great story. Twist that isn't earned. I mean, it's just there's a lot of holes in this thing. It's just not fun. This movie sucks. I, I agree. I was gonna go three and a half. Jeez, out of a possible 30, it gets nine and a half. That's a failing. F minus. Done. All right, let's talk about good stuff. All right, let's <laughs> talk about Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and the Legend Shang-Chi. of the Ten Rings. Chris, you are welcome to chime in whenever you want. I know you didn't get a chance to see it because you were under some heavy quarantine. Still am. Still am. Uh... All right, Roger. Let me get some particulars out of the way. Obviously, this is a Marvel movie. Big deal. Came out September 3rd. We have Simu Liu as Shang-Chi. I don't. Again, these names I'm really going to butcher. Tony Luang Shiwai as Wenwu. He's a big deal. He's a massive deal. So that's that's, that's kind of cool. Aquafina as Katie. Uh, Merger Zhang as Jialing. Michelle Yeoh, which we've known from several things, is Jian Nan, Ronnie Cheng, and Fala Chen. I feel those names, I'm sorry if I butchered them. I know I did. But, Roger, tell us what Shang-Chi is about and where it fits in the Marvel Universe. Well, I don't know exactly where it fits yet. But I know it's a hell of a fun ride. So we meet uh, uh, Sean, who is our title character. He, you know, basically is a trained assassin, unwantonly. Um, His dad has, like, a thousand-year-old super being. Has these mythical rings that he wears. Makes him basically unkillable. Doesn't age. Any of that fun stuff. Meets his mom, who's some weird, like, magic person. 
Uh, I wish I could describe it better than that, but they don't really describe it much better than that in the show or in the movie. And it's kind of his story of uh, how he gets to be Shang-Chi. Well, they don't really describe the origin of the rings at all, do they? Uh, alien in nature. Well, we, we know that from an after the... There's yes. two There's two after the credit scenes, which I, which I hope you stayed for. Yes. Which you obviously did. You're talking about the alien one. Yeah. Yes. So I like how we didn't, at least not yet, have a full explanation of where the rings come. I like how it opens... And it opens with subtitles because she's speaking in what I hope is Chinese. It's, it's Mandarin. Oh, Mandarin. Okay, Mandarin. Um, three, I quarters, like that. three quarters of the dialogue in this movie is in Mandarin. That's I really enjoy that actually. Um, and we get you get you get subtitles, which some people I guess aren't okay with. Too bad. I like. I think can you speak Mandarin? Read it then. <laughs> All right. Um, it says he just he had the rings for a thousand years, and he's conquered. He's been alive. You see, you know, he's gone by many names. Like basically, he was like Genghis Khan and all these other. Like, I did kind of like it. Warlords. I, I really, you know, what I thought of when he was describing who they were and what they did in history. It reminded me of the League of or the the Batman, the the League of Shadows. Or yeah, sure, I get that. How how Liam Neeson was like, we we've, we've been controlling it from the shadows for a thousand. I'm like, that's bad. That's League of Shadows. Uh, that's pretty cool. How you see all that, you know major battles in history decisive they're kind of like tilting it one way i thought that was kind of cool then we go to 1996 where he's in search of the city that comes in question in the end of the film and i really enjoy although you don't get much explanation for it when he's trying to find the hidden pathway through the woods in the in the forest like kind of i guess the best way to say it is like gobbles him up and spits him out pretty much that's fair and then he's wandering with the rings and he comes across this woman standing at a – which is also very, you know, very Asian in design, that whole set design there, which I really liked, especially her her, her outfit, her garb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in a very – I don't – in a very crouching tiger, hidden dragon way, um, you know, they tussle and they fight. And it's it's very well choreographed. I was surprised how much yeah, I love the choreography that's one of the big things I want to reiterate or I want to bring up and then I will reiterate over and over again. This movie is a sweet ass Kung Fu movie. It's there. Yeah, this is, it's 100%. The choreography uh, is The mystical village name is Tao Lo. Oh, Tao Lo. That's right. Okay. Tao, Tao Lo. And then they fight and then you see he, I mean, he obviously falls in love with her and vice versa. And it's, I really like that aspect of it because i didn't expect it from a marvel movie i i i guess i expect that to go down some other way but i really enjoyed that especially how they kept coming back to the same place i really like that as 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 an opening as a way to open that movie i really enjoyed it yeah it's good and then then we, so then we, we come to present day uh, sean is sean is kind of a he's what do you what do you call him an underachiever? He's, a valet. he's a valet well underachiever i think is more the no he's a valet but isn't that what the friend calls him as an underachiever? I mean, sure, but I mean, his oh. job is a valet. valet. Who am I to make listen? Who am I to make judgments on people's <laughs> lives? Especially these Marvel people. That's right. Uh, I mean, I like the whole him and Aquafina. I thought had pretty good chemistry. Yeah, I think she does a pretty good job. But see, Aquafina is an interesting choice because she's not. I don't want. I don't want to say this delicately. She's not. Don't like, do it. Don't do it. She's not okay. Would you calm down for a second? I know what you're going to do, and don't do it. It's not worth it. She's, she's, not, a, she's a different type of character. Yeah, from fine. How about that? 
fine, wonderful. I mean, she's not the Hollywood st- stereotype of what we would consider, I think, gorgeous. Mm. But that's what that's, that's a good way it. to put it. That's what it's fine it. to put it. Um, she works though, and it's kind of like her. She has good timing. You know, she plays off of him well. He plays off of her pretty well. Uh, I I kind of have some red flags with the story and moments with her and her family. Because so the movie goes out of its way to to tell you that she's very connected to her family. Sure. Um. They you know Sean walks every morning to her family's apartment. Where has breakfast he, with them. He has breakfast with them. You know they make jokes with each other. He's basically part of the family. Yeah. And you know even he can't sit in one seat because the grandmother is putting things there for a member Steve's of the family. Grandfather that's yep. just passed on, and she swears that he will come and take them and. That's kind of a big deal. Cigarettes and whiskey. Awesome. <laughs> you're kind of guy. You're kind of guy. Uh, and then, so family's a big deal to her. And then literally two scenes later, she's on a plane to wherever because Sean yeah, has to go okay. somewhere. I mean, they don't I'm say okay anything. But the fact that they have no money, also, plane rides to China. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. They didn't say they don't have any money. They said they don't have a lot of money. Okay, well, I mean. That's a very relative thing. Is it though? Why put the line of dialogue in if you're not trying to convey to your audience one thing? Well, I'm just saying, man. She didn't say anything to her family. I don't have a lot of money, but I could afford a plane trip to China. All right, fine, fine, fair. You you made the distinction noticeable, I guess. Fair. Um, So that's a without any kind of notice after a very long yet very well choreographed fight on a bus. Yeah, which which you see in the trailer. You meet Razor Fist, which is a kind of kind of a cool character to begin with. Yeah, you know who that is, right? I don't. That's Drago from Creed Two. That's Drago Junior. Is it really? Yes. Wow, I, did, I didn't even realize that. Interesting. Okay. Yes. It's been a while since I've seen Creed Two. Well, here's the thing. I'm super pumped up that that guy's getting more work because I found out a while ago that he's in the Borderlands movie playing Craig. Oh, that's an interesting choice. Yes. <laughs> Good. Um, yes. Is, just as a little side note on the Borderlands movie, that movie is going to subvert a lot of people who don't think you know video game movies are worth looking into and like enjoying. That that movie is going to start subverting a lot of things. Or, or it's going to be complete trash. We're all going to be sad about it. I don't. Do you wait? What does your gut tell you, Chris? No. See, I it, I'm biased as hell. My gut. No matter what my gut thinks, my brain just wants it to be good. My heart needs it to be good. Fair. So I don't okay, know fair. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so back to the Shang-Chi discussion. Mm-hmm. We find ourselves in uh, in where? China? China? We find ourselves in China, and the rest of this myth is starting to play out. Um, Rod, why don't you explain? Well, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a lot to you know. It ends up at some like sweet Asian fight club. Which his sister owns. Yeah, which well, we find out his sister owns. Um, we meet Wong. Wong is there from uh, Doctor Strange. Wong actually from- has quite a bit, kind of a decent role First in this off, movie. Wong rules. All right, give yeah. me all of Wong. Give yeah, Roger all the Wong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, so he's there, and yeah, uh, we we only see him briefly right there. He circles back at the end of the movie, though, which is kind of cool. Um, and it gets raided by the Ten Rings organization with his father still controls, and the father brings the daughter, or brings uh, uh, Zha Ling and Zhang Qi, or Zhang Qi back to back to the family compound where they grew up. Learn the story a little bit more about how his mom got killed and what happened afterwards. And then his dad's hearing her voice about going back to the, the Tao Lo where 
Um, she grew up that they're keeping her soul locked behind a gate and he's trying to get back to her. It's actually kind of heartfelt um, a little bit. Then you find out later on that's not quite so cool. Um, well, this is what I like about um, Shang-Chi is one of the major themes is family and they do it very well. I think. They do. There's a lot. There's a big family dynamic. Even their dad who really kind of sucks. Um <laughs> But here's the thing, he's doing it for what he thinks is a good reason, and I understand it. I, I mean, I don't think it's the right call, obviously, but I get it. I really, truly get it. So, there's that. And I mean, I think that's, that all comes back, and I don't, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but the, the final fight, you know, I think that's why it ends the way it does, right? I think it has to, yeah. So... But yeah, I mean, so the rest of the story is them, you know, they meet Trevor, Trevor Slattery. If you remember from Iron Man, what is it, Iron Man 3, who is the fake leader of the, the, the Ten Rings when you're doing the, the terrorist organization stuff. Yeah, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, Ben Kingsley's character. He's in a big part of this. And he's like, yeah, I got out of prison and this. And he's like, and then they kidnapped me. And I've been here ever since, which is really messed up and hilarious. At the same and what's the what's his pet's name? Oh, Morris. Maurice, yeah. Maurice. Maurice is great. Wonderful. Uh, that's No, it's Morris. It's Morris. Oh, Morris. You know, no, it's funny. They, um, Marvel beat James Cameron back to Pandora. Yes. <laughs> thought that was interesting, too. Well, but I mean, so then Morris takes them to Talo, the portal to Talo, and they end up there, and they learn a little bit more. They meet their aunt and uncle. Um, and they meet all these mythical creatures that are there, and... I mean, it's basically their Pokemon running around. Um, that, that, I mean, that's as good a way as any to, to describe it. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a real, real thing. And, you know, and then basically the Ten Rings bust through. There's a big fight. Then they knock down this gate. And there's a big mythical being comes out the other side. And another great mythical being, great protector, sweet ass Falcor from NeverEnding Story <laughs> comes out of the fucking water. Love there's this big fight. Yeah, I mean it's cool and it's fun and it's it's a little bit wild and I think everybody should watch it. There's a lot going on in this movie too. There's a I, lot, happening. and I and I appreciate how I never felt lost. I never felt like I was like okay, I need to, to get my mind. Or, I never felt so like I was so. That's that's behind. very fair. This movie is one of the better Marvel movies that explain to you what's going on in front of you. Um. Obviously, it gets a little convoluted towards the end where you, you know, post credits, you meet other people. Um, however, um, this movie's a little bit long, slightly over two hours, um, which is fine because this movie to me flew by because, like, I was super into it. Like, I didn't think that anything drug along. They progressed the story real well. And goddamn, some of these actors are engaging. <laughs> like, they really, they really well, He's are. really good. I mean, he's great. So is his dad. Just yeah, bad. I mean, so they just stole that, the show. That is the bad guy in quotation marks. He's not entirely all bad. <laughs> he's just not. So well, he's got I, I can't really explain that without you. Got to see it to understand what I mean. So, yeah, man. Like I, I love this movie. I thought it was great. And I don't want to spoil anything, but just know there's a really mythical, really epic fight scene. There's some really cool stuff that happens in the end credits and all this fun stuff and everybody who likes Marvel should see this movie. And well, I mean that to, seriously. It's a good way to sum it up. Um, I'm glad Disney didn't put this on for 30 bucks because this, this, you need to see these. That's big bullshit. Marvel movies. I could have watched it again already. 
you need to see these big tentpole Marvel films in the theater on the big screen where they're meant to be shown. As Nicole Kidman points out to you before, she does. The, <laughs> before the show, which I thought was, amazing. yes, tell us Nicole Kidman, tell us what we need. Thank you very much for that. Yes. Super rich person. <laughs> yeah, super rich. We're, we're so relatable. Yeah, we're, we're basically, you guys are basically the same person. You and Nicole Kidman, Roger. Basically the same yeah, person. I know. Uh, so there are so many other wins in this movie. Um, I, I mean, again, I don't want to take too much time gushing. Roger, what are some things you did not like about Shang-Chi? Um, for a while, I didn't understand, like, why his sister was kind of being a dick to him. No, I, 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 they, they end up explaining that, so then I understood it. But that was – I wish they had done more with her character, which also very cool fact or very cool thing if you watch the end credit, end credit part. Um I'm, I'm pumped with the direction they might go with that. So that was really it for me. Um, I wish they'd explain the magic a little bit more. Um, but I every time there's magic now, I just assume it's something like Wanda or Doctor Strange. So I don't have to really wrap my mind around it. Well, that's a good way to think about it because, I mean, that's – they did well, link the magic in this Strange. film is very Doctor Strange-esque. So, yeah, which even – but Wong's even – when they go to that sweet fight club, Wong's <laughs> he even the there fighting the, somebody. Well, when he when he makes the portal and makes the guy punch himself in the face. And knock himself out. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. awesome. I'm very happy that to me, this is Marvel growing up a little bit and getting away from that. I don't know how I've been trying to think of a way to say it. It's getting away from that like you know, the fast talking Tony Stark, everything always ends up okay. Well that that's kinda. that's fair. Um, I, I would go one step farther and saying they're growing up with their character introductions. Like you had a bunch of characters introduced through phase one and early phase two that, you know, their story, their movies were very cookie cutter, you know, meet guy, like guy, guy gets in trouble, guy does something, get out of trouble, guy wins, right? Of course. This movie's not really like that. This movie tells a bigger story than just one guy, right? Well, that's the whole thing is he, he has to realize... I mean, Sean has to realize where he fits into this whole thing. That's kind of yeah. one of the one of the themes. Well, so we don't just get his character's origin story; we get a bunch of characters' origin stories, right? Like, I would be surprised if at least four people in this movie we don't see again. You know, where it's like, hey, you always knew we'd see Iron Man again, and we always knew we'd see Captain Marvel again. Like, I think every major person in this movie, besides, you know, a certain one who doesn't make it out, we'll see all, we'll see him again, you know? Well, you see, I don't, okay, so I was actually, that's the part of the growing up I want to talk about was, so with the character introductions, I like how you, Sean kind of, he has to remember what happened. He kind of, he's almost like erased it from his memory, what happened to his mom. I'm sure he needs years of therapy. (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, so that's a great scene though, is when... Um, so the dad, after he meets the love of his life, he gives up the rings, which when he puts the rings down, it's kind of, I, I guess it's kind of like the, the one ring from Lord yeah. of the Rings. He stops, you know, he starts aging. He starts to be a man again, a mortal. He starts aging again. and Living regular life. And, you know, growing old with someone he fell in love with, which, you know, I, happy, I, he's I, a happy I, guy. I get that. And then, so he does something to wrong a neighboring clan and they come to their residence and they're basically saying someone's going to pay for this right now. And she says, my children are innocent. And he says, I got no problem with that. Send your kids in the house. Someone pays for this right now. It's going to be you, your husband, and you're here. 
And I really liked how that went down because I don't think in the lead up to in the lead up to Endgame, I don't think if Shang Chi was somehow slated in an earlier release, we wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, I don't I mean, think we would have. Like, I think we get a much more in depth story here, and I'm good with that. I really so, am. So I mean, he pretty much was forced to watch his mom die. Yeah, and that's beaten I mean, to death. By the way, beaten to death. Yes, through a window. Uh, and then, I mean, that's dark. And then again, how the how the the end plays out. I'm glad that the end played out the way it did with another major character because that was the only way, in my mind, at the time it could have gone. And I was really hoping they didn't try to save this individual because I just don't think the movie needed to save him. Does that? No, I don't think so. No, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy with the way it went. And it's I, I went into this. I'm telling you, I expected a middle of the road Marvel movie. Maybe mm-hmm. a five or a six. And it ain't that. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's Cap Two, but it's it's closer to Cap Two than it is a five or a six. Sure. Which I mean, I'm very happy to report. But I love so. I mean, I, I love the theme of water in this movie. You know, there's a water dragon. The last fight happens. You know, by a huge lake and and largely over over a lake. Uh, you know, there's the whole like the water. You they the water shows the map to the to the to with a Tulao. Yeah, the water shows yeah. the map, and, and in the beginning, there's tons of water. I, I love the water references. I love the water motif. Um, I loved who they chose to do Shang Chi. I loved Aquafina in this movie. I just this is this is a big home run for Marvel. I think so. And you know, I think coming from me, someone who doesn't really hold Marvel movies in the highest esteem, I loved Shang Chi. This might be my favorite Marvel movie, per- personally, that I enjoyed watching the most. I just I had such a good time with this movie, um, and Chris, if you're if you're if you're listening, um, I think you're really going to enjoy this too. I think there's so much here to love. I mean, I'm it's, excited. To, I'm excited to watch it. I just I gotta find the time. It's a fun ride, man. It really is. Yeah, I I, I mean, Grayson's saying it's his favorite Marvel movie. I, there's just that. I listen, know. I won't go that far. Winter Soldier is so strong. No, no, and hold, then, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I, I'm still rating Cap Two Winter Soldier World several. I'm still rating two Marvel movies above this one. This just, I just loved this from start to finish. I loved it. Like I, I get just, that. I get I, that. one of my favorites. So yeah, I mean between that and and Infinity War, it's hard for me to to just think that this movie will come out bullet out of the water. But it sounds like it, has, it at least has a shot. I mean, no, Chris, I, I feel bad that no one's talking about Thor Ragnarok. Thank you. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok was very good. Well, I'm saying there's been there's a lot of great Marvel movies out there. I mean, there are. But I mean, here's the thing: this this fits right into that realm. You may not think it's the greatest movie they ever made. That's fine. I I will have a really hard time finding people that don't overly enjoy this movie. Honestly, it's fun, and it's so well done, and it's great. I bet you when this one hits Disney Plus, it just it's going to be viewed ten million times in a month. I'll bet you. I, I just some, something about it just this says view again and again and again. I'm certainly going to watch it again when I when I get on Disney Plus or if I get the Steelbook before that. I don't know, but um, Chris, maybe when you watch it next next week, we'll we'll start the next episode with a you know a five or ten minute discussion on on how you felt about it as well. Yeah, as long as I can catch it before next week, yeah, I'll definitely you know at least give a quick you know just like my experience with it and stuff. Hmm. There are some fun. things I guess in this movie I didn't like. Um, I didn't. One thing I didn't like was. Uh, there's so two armies, so to speak, clash, and then they just like stop fighting all of a sudden, and then they're like, okay, now we'll work together. 
Um, you guys were just killing each other 15 seconds ago. And now I didn't like how they did that, though. I mean, I liked that it happened. I didn't like how it happened. Mm, because okay. you knew, because you knew it was going to happen. Because it had. I have a character in this movie named Razor Fist, who's <laughs> amazing, fucking awesome. And they steal his car. He has a sweet car, by the way, too. Yeah, and it says Razor Fist on the mm. car. I wonder why they did. Did they do that to make sure everyone, all the fans, knew it was Razor Fist? I don't know. I don't know who Razor Fist is before this, so. Oh, okay. Well, then obviously it wasn't aimed at you or me, but um, yeah, that's a, that was a good choice. Um, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like how, again, Marvel's really bad at, 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 at showing intervals of a battle. You know, I mean, there's shots in this, there's shots at, after the major battle has been fought, and there's, it looks like, man, there are so few people left. And then they do this massive gathering around and sending off sending off souls of the victorious dead on the river and there's or the the lake and there's 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 so many people that it looked like no one died marvel has a really awful time with that yeah but i mean so does game of thrones even the biggest show in the world had a massively hard time with that uh, i mean it's not an easy thing to do i don't i mean i don't like that i I guess it parts I could have done with a little more of an explanation as to what things are because I again for me I only know what I see in the movies so I don't know the lore past what I what I've seen on the silver screen up to this point. I guess that's, you know, I wanted to there's so much I I, I didn't get that I wanted but I I only knew I wanted after the movie had started and I knew where it was going. But Roger, let me ask you before we score, where do you think this is going to fit? And I mean this, but where do you think Shang-Chi and the characters that are going to become into the Avengers fold are going to fit? Crucial Avenger. Do you think, is he, I don't know, is he a crucial Avenger? I think he will be. Because I think, I, I think he and Doctor Strange are going to get along really well. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Doctor Strange's only issue is this, is in this universe is how powerful he already is. So he's kind of hard to put in with other heroes. That's, that's why he didn't do much in in uh, Avengers Endgame and stuff is what my theory is on that. It's just hard to put him in here and put him next to other people and be like, Well, so yeah. is Captain Marvel, though. Captain Marvel's, like, insanely powerful. Which she didn't do much. <laughs> Again, I mean, exactly. she did bring the whole ship down from the sky. <laughs> Which, if, I mean. if it had happened 30 seconds earlier, so much would have been different. That's my problem with them. Anyway, I don't want to get into it, but... Uh, yeah, that's. I'm really happy with Shang Chi. Uh, I guess I'll rate it. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna award Shang Chi eight out of ten. Wow, that's cool. I I'm know. That. I'm. I'm just. I'm very excited for this movie. That what I thought was gonna be a five or maybe a six. That's good. Uh, so I'm actually. I'm going right in the same plot. Uh, I'm doing this. This is an eight for me. Um, this is one of the better movies. Um, I've watched from Marvel. Uh, overall, for an introductory of a character. I'm super excited to see where they go. And still, Marvel is still knocking them out of the park. Um, just imagine what this could have been if, you know, another comic book company tried harder. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I have every expectations for the Eternals to be great now. So that's all I can ask for. And I do love, the one thing I do love about all of the Marvel movies now Every one of them has referenced the snap in Thanos. That's what I want to talk about. Every one of them has. Which I think is a very smart move. Well, I make sure that you understand where they're at in the timeline. Well, that also, but that and also, I mean, to let you know that they're also not forgetting that, you know, 
billions of people went away with a yes. of, with a snap of a finger and then came yep. back. So I mean, I I feel like we're gonna revisit the snap again in the timeline because they because they keep referencing it. But I think that's a I think that's a a choice that Doctor Strange is gonna have to make. Revisit the snap, possibly have worse outcome or something. I I, I just don't know how they're gonna balance his character, but. There was a there was a moment in Shang Chi when he was on the dragon and he was he had he was holding on to his sister and he was keeping the dragon alive that he was riding. I'll say that without trying to spoil it. But um, and I thought another decision like that was gonna. I'm like, oh my god, please drop her, please lose your entire family. It'd be wonderful. Um, I just nothing motivates a character like revenge or you know losing family. I mean, Disney learned that lesson decades ago right you know, i mean losing family just motivates every hero that they have so yeah i was but there's that was a spider-man level you know remember the first spider-man he was holding the cable car and he was holding what's what, what's her name not gwen stacy um mary jane you remember that back from like 2000 yeah of course <laughs> green goblin oh man oh marvel's all about choice though too they're here some of their heroes all about choice which again what makes a hero a hero is choice um, anyway, so yeah, I've gone on about the good things about this movie for so long. I'm glad you gave it an eight, Roger. I thought I was going to be by myself up there, but uh, I'm glad, I, glad you gave it an eight as well. Like I said, I've never done anything that's been wrong on this show ever. Oh my goodness, so, jeez. Uh, well, I think that's uh, man. Chang Shi was so good, and I'm very happy that now, now we have the the Eternals to look forward to. After the Eternals, then it's Spider Man, right? In in December. Yes. And then do, do we do we know a release schedule after that for the Marvel films? No. Not off the top of my head. Do we have another show on the horizon? Hawkeye's coming. Oh, that's right. That's the one they're advertising on, on uh, Disney Plus, right? right. Um, <laughs> I think what Marvel's I mean, doing technically, is... Technically, Card Venom is the next one, but I don't know where that fits anymore. Here's an interesting question, and only because we're on the Marvel discussion right now, is do you think they're going to attempt... To put Venom in Doctor Strange is in March. Okay. Well, do you think they're going to attempt to put Venom, even with a line of dialogue or an after the credit scene, into the MCU? Mm, I don't know anymore. <laughs> would that be insane? I really just don't know anymore. You no, know, that we know it would be insane if, for some reason, Tom Holland Spider Man, and I'm just saying this completely out of speculation, had to come in and save Venom from Carnage in the end of that movie. How you keep that quiet, though, I don't. Ha- I don't even know how you keep that quiet. But uh, I love mm. that. That'd be that'd be pretty awesome, though, man. Yeah, we got awesome. the Eternals November fifth, Spider Man December seventeenth, Doctor Strange in the March. Multiverse of Madness March twenty fifth, Thor Love and Thunder just six weeks later, and May sixth, and then Fourth of July weekend after Fourth of July for Black uh, Black Panther. And then the Marvels on uh, November 11th, 2022, and that's the end of the 2022 run. Jeez. And I mean, they already got two things slated past that, too, with Ant-Man and uh, Guardians 3. And, yeah, and then the still the TVA, Fantastic Four. Man, Hawkeye's man. November 24th. So Marvel, small little franchise, worth a couple of bucks in their, in their stock evaluation. Yeah, yeah, small little franchise. All right, this has been episode 243 of Four of the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. 
Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Malignant, which is available theatrical and HBO Max, and Kate on Netflix, which is another female assassin movie, which I'm sure will kick ass. Mm. Mm. That's all you have to say is make a sound. Mm. Mm.